Hello, and welcome to I Watch This As An Adult, the podcast where I review movies from my childhood from an adult perspective. And this week I'll be reviewing 2003's Too Fast, Too Furious. Hi guys, and welcome to the show. This week I'm going to be reviewing Too Fast, Too Furious from 2003. But before we get into that, let's talk about things I watched this week. It's going to be a very Marvel-heavy things I watched this week because I watched two things from Marvel. It's self-explanatory. So uh, the first thing I want to talk about is uh, Asian Black Panther. I mean, Shang-Chi. Uh, <laughs> they put out the new uh, trailer for uh, Shang-Chi uh, this week. I- I'm not gonna lie, I got excited, you know, like, I got excited, cause I was, I didn't even, I didn't even know they were dropping a trailer, actually, I didn't know they were dropping a trailer, they dropped this trailer, like, I think in, like, the middle of the week, I wanna say the middle of the week, it was, it, it they dropped it very unexpectedly, because I was just scrolling, cause I, I was just scrolling through the internet one night, uh, the, that night that it dropped, I was just scrolling through the internet that night, and then all of a sudden, it was like, new Shang-Chi trailer. I was like, oh, shit, I gotta watch that. So, I watched the, uh, I watched the trailer, and I'm excited for this movie, man. I'm really, really excited for this movie. I don't know if I talked about the teaser that they released a couple months ago. Uh, I talked about how excited I was, I'm like, but I'm excited for this movie. This might be the most anticipated uh Marvel movie for me in a while maybe since maybe since Black Panther that's that's why I get the comparisons to Black Panther but uh <laughs> even the, even the trailer is kind of like the Black Panther trailer if you watch that trailer it's like it's a it, it has a lot of elements of Black Panther but uh but instead of uh focusing on African culture culture it's focusing on Asian culture and looks good man it it looks good I got excited uh, for, uh, looks like my man uh, Fing Fang Foon is in this movie. Uh, Fing Fang Foon is an alien dragon. So, excited for him. You know, excited to see him. I've been, I've, I've been waiting to see Fing Fang Foon for, since I've been reading comics, you know, since I saw him, uh, so I saw, I was kind of uh, disappointed that he never showed up in an Iron Man movie because, like, he kind of, he, he kind of, it's like the man, because even the Mandarin, I'm, uh, the Mandarin kind of fucks with Iron Man a lot, you know? Like, Iron, he's kind of like one of Iron Man's, like, arch nemesis, the Mandarin. And so, kind of surprised that uh, Fing Fang Foon never showed up in a, um, in a, in an Iron Man film, but I guess there was, like, it's, uh, the Iron Man films are supposed to be a little bit more grounded, so they didn't want they didn't want to throw that in there. Saint Chi is probably the best uh, place for Fing Fang Foom to show up because, like, it's talking about mysticism and the art, the martial arts, and all this stuff. So probably the best time for Fing Fang Foom to show up. I am very because, like, we only saw a glimpse of Fing Fang Foom. You know, like he, he was underwater; you could barely see him, but you know it's him. So I can't wait to actually see 
what Fing Fang Foom looks like. Because I've been excited. I've been waiting to see this character for years now on the big screen. So I... Not gonna, I'm not gonna lie, I screamed like I screamed like a little bitch when I saw the image of Fing Fang Foom. I was like, oh my god! Oh my god, it's Fing Fang Foom! Oh shit! Uh I was so excited about uh Fing Fang Foom that uh I didn't even notice that the abomination was in the goddamn trailer too. <laughs> the abomination is in uh is in at the end of the Shang-Chi trailer. Uh Apparently fighting Wong from Doctor Strange, which I find strange. No, <laughs> but yeah, that was a that was a bad that was a bad joke. I know the show's full of bad jokes. If you want to listen to a show that's full of bad dad jokes, I watched this as an adult. This is the show for that. But um, yeah, man, I'm just I'm I'm. I'm excited to see what see what this goes. I like I like what they're doing with the Mandarin. They're making him this like uh, crime boss. You know, I hope uh, what I hope happens is I I heard that Bing I heard that Ben Kingsley is in Shang Chi. Is what I heard. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I heard that Ben Kingsley is in Shang Chi. If you don't remember Ben Ben Kingsley, Ben Kingsley played the fake Mandarin, uh, Trevor. What's his name? Trevor Phelps or Trevor Watson? Trevor. That's all I remember. I, was, I just remember the name Trevor. He was like, "Oh, my name is Trevor." You know. <laughs> That's all I remember. Uh, dude, man, if, if I could have a flashback back to 2013 and how mad I was with Iron Man three that. The Mandarin was a fault. Was a false. Was a, he was like a just a figurehead. He wasn't like there's a, a figurehead, right? That's what you call him a figurehead. He was just a figurehead, and he wasn't the real Mandarin. You you want to know how fucking pissed I was, man? <laughs> I hate I hate Iron Man three to this day for that. I hate Iron Man three to this day for pissing me off about the Mandarin not being the real Mandarin. Fucking hate that shit. But and then I then I think they tried to make uh Guy Pierce's character the real Mandarin. It was in like he was like, oh no, I'm the real Mandarin. So like they were they were trying to do that shit. They were trying to make the Mandarin a white man. And luckily we get to see luckily they 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 went against that and now we get to see the real Mandarin, a Asian Mandarin. So like what what I what I hope happens is I hope the real Mandarin kills the fake Mandarin. Is what I hope happens. I hope the real Mandarin kills the fake Mandarin. The the glee that would be on my face to go see Shang Chi, and the real Mandarin kills that fake ass Mandarin. I would I would love to see it. He pops out those ten rings and blows his ass away. I would love to see it. Or Hey man, I think the the fake Mandarin's and still in prison, so like, hey man, he could just get somebody to kill him. I guess I don't know what the fuck, but um, anyway, yeah, like I said, Mandarin looks cool. I like the way he looks. Uh, we saw what uh, Shang Chi looks like uh, in his uh, in his uh, costume. It's just like a it's just like a a body armor, like it looks like body armor. 
you know, it looks like body armor. Like, Shang-Chi never really had a costume per se. So, if people are, like, looking for, like, some, like, some Captain America, you know, <laughs> like, Black Panther, like, superhero suit, you, you're gonna be disappointed because he never had that. He's, he's just a fucking dude in, like, a, in, like, a leather vest, pretty much. <laughs> he's just a dude in a fucking leather bodysuit, like, a leather, like, vest. And so that's pretty much it, man. I'm I'm excited about this movie. I really am. I can't I can't wait. I can't wait for September the third. I'm gonna go see it. I'm definitely gonna go see this movie. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about uh, that was related to Marvel. I watched Loki episode three. I know I'm on this. I know I'm on this whole tangent about Loki about how I'm not really feeling the show. But I'm gonna say it again. I'm not really feeling the show. <laughs> I was just watching it out of habit. And it's just slow. It's just a slow movie. It's just a slow uh, show. It's Because, it, like, this is episode three, y'all. This is episode three, and they've told us nothing. They told us nothing. We still don't know if the chick... If this chick that he's chasing is Loki, is Lady Loki... Or the Enchantress. Uh, we still don't know who this girl is that he that he chased off, that he ran off to find in episode two. He got to talk to her. She's got a name. Her name is like Sylvie or some shit. But we don't. I think, and I think it's like a, I think that's an alias. She calls herself Sylvie, and we don't know. We don't know if this is the Enchantress. We don't know if this is really Lady Loki. And like this, this show is just this show is just not telling me anything. And if I wasn't if I wasn't a diehard Marvel fan, I would have turned this shit off right there. <laughs> even the ending of the even the ending of the episode, it like it didn't tell us anything. They're on like this planet that's about to blow up, and they just leave it there. Like they're still on the planet by the end of episode three. And like I'm just like, can y'all I'm like can y'all get to the fucking point, please? Please can y'all get to the fucking point. I'm telling y'all, man, if like they don't reveal something big like like King the Conqueror showing up or some shit like that, because that's the rumor. And hell man, at this hell at this point I'll take Mephesto. Can you give us Mephesto? <laughs> you know <laughs> at this point, just give us Mephesto. I'm I'm gonna be like the rest of the nerds. Uh that, that, that got their conspiracy theories about Mephesto. I'm gonna say, yeah, just give me Mephesto. Just give me that. Give me King the Conqueror. Give me something. Give me the Punisher or some shit. I don't know. You know, somebody needs somebody of merit needs to show up pretty fucking quickly, or I'm gonna turn this shit off. Really, I'm 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 about to I'm about to I'm about to be done. I'm really about to be done and just look at the recaps. You know, I'll probably recap it. I don't know. You know, Thor could show up. Shit. If fucking Thor shows up, I'll be happy. Something. Give me something. And I think I know why I really don't like this show. Because this show kind of has a Doctor Who element. I think that's the problem with me. This show kind of has a Doctor Who element. And not a big fan of Doctor Who. I'm not a fan of Doctor Who at all. I had a friend that tried to show me Doctor Who. He's a huge Doctor Who fan. So he tried to show me Doctor Who. And I was just like, you know what? Not feeling this, dog. 
just really not feeling this. Uh, not my not my cup of tea. Okay, <laughs> not my cup of tea. So that's another thing that's kind of pissing me off. That is kind of like Doctor Who, you know. And I'm not a, I'm not a Doctor Who guy at all. So I'm gonna give episode four a chance. There's only like two episodes after that. I think I think there's only six episodes. Thank God, because I don't think this could go eight. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'll be back with my review for uh, Too Fast, Too Furious after these messages. Alright guys, welcome back to the show. We're going to be talking about Too Fast, Too Furious from 2003. You know, I like to start it off. Let's talk about how I saw the movie when I was a kid. Well, barely a kid. This was 2003. So I was about to turn 18 years old. I just, I think I just graduated, I just graduated from high school. And I was about to turn 18 years old. So I was, was barely, so I was about 17 and a half when I saw this movie. I actually saw this movie in the theaters partially and the reason why i say partially is because during like the big climax of the movie uh the screen went black and they they were they were they were like scrambling to try to fix the screen in the movie theater (laughs) and i didn't see like the big i didn't really get to see like the big um the, the the big action scene that was supposed to happen and so, like, when it came back on, I thought, I think they already, like, caught the villain and shit. <laughs> and so, I didn't see that. I didn't see that part in the theater. So, like, I, that's why I say I saw it partially in theaters. I believe I had this movie on DVD also for a while. So, I saw the whole movie. I saw the whole movie through DVD. Uh, let's, get in, let's get into that technical real quick. Uh it's not gonna be actually not gonna be real quick it's gonna be really long but uh anyway uh i digress this movie was directed by john singleton who has gone on the record to admit that he was mad that he didn't come up with this idea (laughs) he said he saw fast and the furious and he was like damn i wish i would have came up with this i can at least direct the sequel so he's he's uh replacing rob cohen who directed the uh original fast and the furious uh the screenplay was written by michael brandt and Derek haas who uh went on to write wanted and i think they wrote that that, that, that train movie with russell crowe was the train movie or the t- 310 to yuma i think they wrote 310 to yuma they also wrote that so like they got a couple of other movies under their belt after this um this movie has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 36%, which I think is unfair. Um, if I had, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give my, I'm gonna give my Rotten Tomatoes score. If I had to give it a score, I'd probably give it a, I'd probably give it a 65. I'd give it a 65. You know, I'll tell you why I give it a 65 at the end of the review. The movie had a budget. Of, of 77 uh, not 77 but uh 76 million dollars and it brought in a whopping uh 236.4 million dollars 
at the box office. It actually knocked Finding Nemo out of the number one spot. Finding Nemo was a monster in 2003. So if you just to put that in perspective, Finding Nemo was a big, big blockbuster in 2003. So to knock that out of the number one spot, they're doing something. They're doing something. Um, originally, Vin Diesel was supposed to reprise his role as uh, Dominic Toretto. But he declined to go and star in the sequel to Pitch Black, uh, a.k.a. The Chronicles of Riddick. Uh, Diesel has gone on record saying that he didn't like the script. In his words, flat out, he thought the script sucked. So, no Vin Diesel. I really think that Vin Diesel was trying to uh, step away from Fast and the Furious. Uh, I think he was just because he was being labeled as the car guy, (laughs) I think, around this time. I think he just did he just did triple X. Uh he did Fast and the Furious. Like his star was rising. I think he wanted to I really think he wanted to take on other roles. Is what he wanted to do, but then the role started drying up. And now look who's back. You know. <laughs> Old Vinny D. But anyway, yeah, he, he said he didn't like the script. Paul Walker returns as uh Brian O'Connor. Uh the the ex-cop turn. Uh, driver extraordinaire, I guess you could say. <laughs> uh, the other, the other two characters that don't come back for this movie are uh, characters played by uh, Michelle Rodriguez and Jordana Brewster, and I really don't know why they don't come back. Like, honestly, I don't know, but they're not really missed. They're not really missed. You don't go back because watching this whole watching this movie i'm not like where's uh where are the characters names letty and mia I, I wasn't going this whole movie saying like where's letty and mia especially mia i think that's played by uh jordana, jordana brewster because in, wasn't she like brian's girlfriend at the time or something like that so like but she's not back here so we don't know and like i said honestly they're not missed you, you really didn't need them in the movie uh, another person that was supposed to be in this movie <laughs> was Ja Rule. <laughs> ja Rule was supposed to reprise his role, and they gave him five hundred thousand dollars to reprise his role, and he turned it down. So, like Ja Rule, there's a lot of people. Does the story? that I get from this whole movie is I wish I could have took the money. <laughs> you know, what I, mean? I wish I could have took the money because Ja Rule was offered a half a million dollars and he didn't, he turned it down. Uh, we all know his career started fizzling out. His career started fizzling out around about like 2000, mid, like late 2004, early 2005. Ja Rule wasn't shit no more. 50 cent kind of deaded his career. And then he did that. And then he did that time for I think like tax evasion. Wasn't he in? He was in jail. He went to jail for tax evasion. And then he started doing his fire festival shit. You know, you, you know the story about that. Uh, but if he would have just took the half a million dollars, first of all, he would have been half a million dollars richer. Second of all, he could have been still doing these Fast and the Furious movies to this day and making big bank. Still having his name out here. You know, like Bow Wow came back. I saw Bow Wow in, in, in the Fast 9 trailer. <laughs> like, Bow Wow's back. You know, why? Like, how come you couldn't come back? You know, 
you're you're too big for Fast and the Furious. But like he burned that bridge. Anyway, uh, but anyway, like we get a, we get like a whole new cast to fill out the rest of this movie. Uh, first of all, we get uh, Tyrese Gibson who plays Roman Pierce, who's like Brian's old friend. We get Eva Mendez who plays undercover agent Monica Frentes. We get Ludacris, who plays Tej Parker, who is a garage owner and all-around hustler, it seems like, in this movie. And we get Devin Aoki, who plays uh, street racer Suki. And we also get uh, Cole Hauser, who plays the villain Carter Verone. Uh, I guess you could say, like, also, like, James Remar is in this movie. He's, like, the lead custom agents do, but... Nobody really gives a shit, but uh, <laughs> uh, now I, when I was doing research, when I was doing research for this movie, I saw that it was called a standalone sequel. They when I when I was when I was doing when I was doing the research for this movie, they said this they said this was a standalone sequel, and I was like, how is this a standalone sequel? Because like. Standalone sequels are not supposed to make callbacks to uh, other movies. Cause like I saw like I saw like examples of standalone sequels, and I was like, this don't this don't fit that at all. You know, like it's cause like this seems like a direct sequel to me. I mean, like we follow Brian O'Connor, who was in the first movie. Like you follow his 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 journey. They talk about him getting kicked off the police force for helping the Toretto's. They like they make a callback on that. Um, Brian's boss from the first movie is in this movie. Uh, like they even make reference they even make reference to uh Brian letting Toretto's escape and how he's Loki a fugitive himself now. You know, they're they're bringing up things from the first movie. Sounds like canon to me. You know, I don't know if they don't. So it's like, cause like the 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 third movie, the third movie's canon too. Cause like something that happens in the third movie, I think they play upon they play upon in like what the seventh movie. I don't cause like all the other Fast and the Furious movies. Cause honestly, I jumped off after five. So like six, seven, and eight kind of run together to me, run together to me. I don't know if it was a. Uh, because uh, in uh, the third movie, the character Han blows up in a fiery crash. And they make a callback to that in like one of the later sequels. I don't know if it was either six, seven. I don't think it was eight. It was either six or seven. They make a callback to that. And I don't. So like that's canon. Uh they talk about like they talk about the relationship between Brian and Toretto's in in this movie and like he's, he's pretty much a fucking fugitive in the second movie and like he's he has to go undercover he has to go undercover for his boss to uh clear his record so he won't be a fugitive anymore they're like kind of forcing him to do this shit for them you know it sounds like it sounds like canon to me that's all I'm saying I don't know if they just want to like erase this movie which they shouldn't uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm not gonna show my poker face yet, but they sh- they really shouldn't re- or, or replace this movie or erase this movie. 
you should say, uh, this, this one is more of a buddy cop film than the first one. Like if the first one was a uh, point break, uh, this one is Miami Vice meets bad boys. They're like very, very, very buddy cop. Uh, the, the relationship between, uh, Tyrese Gibson's character and, uh, Paul Walker's character. Very buddy copy. Very buddy copy. Very, very buddy copy. Um, also, Brian and Roman are oddly homoerotic around each other. Like, they're really, really homoerotic with each other. Uh, Riggs and Murtaugh weren't this close, you know? Like, Riggs and Murtaugh didn't hug on each other every two minutes. There's a lot of hugging in this movie. Uh, mostly from Paul Walker. <laughs> mostly from Paul Walker. Paul Walker takes a lot of, like, takes a lot of time. Like, it's like they're in love, man. <laughs> it's like, like, these two dudes are in love, bro. You got, uh, Roman jealous of, uh, Ava Mendez's character. Because I think Brian's getting close to Ava Mendez's character. And he's oddly, Roman is oddly jealous of her character it's like he wants it's like he wants brian all to himself he wants brian all to himself it's like dude it's eva mendez how come you ain't trying to take a crack at that i really think this this movie like it was like a love triangle gone wrong you know not to not to not to criticize john singleton john singleton is a great director but I really think he should have wrote that as he he, he really should have directed that as a love triangle. I know he didn't write the script, but he really should have directed that as a love triangle. It should have been like both of them trying to fight over the girl, but I guess somebody had to be on their toes and it had to be Tyrese's character, Roman. Cause like he was peep because like he's kinda like the guy that was peeping everything and shit. Uh Brian was kinda cause like even in the movie, uh Roman tells Brian He's like, you always getting yourself in trouble over a female. <laughs> he, always tell, he, he tells him that. And now I think like he brings it up again. He's like, see? see? See what's going on here when they're like they get in trouble? But yeah, man. It's a weird relationship between these two. Also, I'm not I'm not a Tyrese fan at all. But looking at this performance, uh, he wasn't bad. He wasn't bad. I, I think he actually held his own. Like I said, not the, not the biggest. Like I said, not a Tyrese fan at all. I'm not even gonna say I'm the biggest Tyrese fan. <laughs> not even the biggest Tyrese fan. I don't like Tyrese at all, as a person. <laughs> you know, he seems very petty. You know, he seems like a very petty human being. Very petty. Very sensitive. The whole "I just want my baby" shit that happened to him like a couple years back, kind of. Like, kind of like just like tarnished his uh personality or kind of tarnished his image uh crying on camera and shit crying about his goddamn chef and he he just says he says the dumbest shit like morbius is in the mcu and <laughs> he just says stupid shit he got he got the django uh audition tape out there <laughs> if anybody's seen it Go look up Tyrese Django audition. Get the fucking best 
15 minutes of your life. You know, like, it's the best 15 minutes you ever want to see. Go look it up. Look up Tyrese Django audition and laugh your fucking ass off. That's all I got to say. But yeah, I got to give him his props in this movie, though. Like, he's, he's, he's not bad. Paul Walker is Paul Walker. You know, whatever you think about Paul Walker. Paul Walker is always Paul Walker in movies. He's Paul Walker in anything he's in. Paul Walker. May you rest in peace. Depending on how you feel, I don't know. Because he was dating a teenage girl before he passed away. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how people feel about that. But rest in peace, I guess. Uh, but yeah, Paul Walker is just Paul Walker. There's nothing. He actually does. There is something about Paul. Before I before I write off Paul Walker. Before I write off Paul Walker. Because like I never thought that Paul Walker was the greatest of actors. At all. Like Paul Walker is a dude. That even if he was alive today, I don't think he'd be uh, nominated for an Academy Award. He'd probably be in the MCU. He'd probably have a part in the MCU by now. But he's a dude that I would never think would be like Academy Award winning. You know, he's he's not he's not that type of actor. But there is a thing about Paul Walker. Whenever he's around Tyrese, whenever he's around Tyrese, he puts on this fake black scent. He like, cause like I noticed that throughout this movie, watch, watch Too Fast, Too Furious again. Every time he talks to Tyrese, he puts on this black scent. He's like, my pockets ain't empty, cuz. He's like, I don't want to talk about it, cuz. You know, like, he just, it's like, it's like, dude, you ain't got to act like that. You know, just be you. Cause like when he's whenever he's around white people, he's acting white. He's acting like a white California surfer dude. In the first movie, he's a white California surfer dude. In this movie, he's around Tyrese. And he's just like, yo, come on, cut. Yeah, my pockets ain't empty, cut. And cut, cut is cut that. He like, come on, bro. You know, he just. I told you to. I told you to sit your stupid ass down and. He just, you know, <laughs> he just, he puts on that fake, he puts on that fake black scent. He's like Steven Seagal in movies when he's, in, when he's in movies with black people. You ever seen a Steven Seagal movie that's very, very black heavy? <laughs> black heavy. <laughs> you ever seen Steven Seagal in a movie when he's in a movie with black people? He puts on his fake black scent a lot. Whenever he's around black people, he, he got to put on he got to put on the extra flavor. It, even he, like when he was on his show, Steven Seagal Lawman, he got to put on the extra flavor. He's like, nah, come on, what's going on here, baby? He's like, that's Paul Walker in Too Fast, Too Furious. He's Steven Seagal every time he's around black people. <laughs> he got to put on that extra flavor. But yeah, man. But other than that, Paul Walker's Paul Walker. Eva Mendez is in this movie just to be pretty, and it's kind of unfortunate because I've actually seen Eva Mendez in things where she showed a lot of personality, and I really, I really feel like I really feel like she's underutilized here. Uh, Devin Aoki suffers from that too. It's just you know, stand there, look pretty. You know, 
They do that with Eva Mendes. They do that with Devin Aoki in this movie also. Let her just stand there, look pretty. You, you don't really, we really don't want to focus on you. Um, and like I said, quite unfortunate. Quite unfortunate. Because like Eva Mendes has been, like I said, Eva Mendes has been in things where she showed a lot more personality. You know, she showed a lot of personality in Hitch. Uh, the other guys, like she's hilarious in the other guys. Uh, I've seen her do things like this, like little like YouTube skits and stuff where she's hilarious. Uh, she was in a movie with Denzel Washington called Out of Time where like she's pretty good in that. You know, like she's she's done things where like she's serviceable. You know, she where she's just not I'm staying here look pretty girl. But I mean, like she's gorgeous. She's really fucking gorgeous. But she was really underutilized here, and that's one thing that I gotta praise the uh, fran- the Fast franchise for on right now is how they've really fleshed out the female characters as much as they possibly can. You know, they're not just stand there, look pretty girls. They actually do shit. You know, especially uh, Rush- especially Michelle Rodriguez's character. She is out here. Her, John Adam Brewster's character, she does stuff too, but not as much. But like I said... They really they they try to flesh out they try to flesh out the female characters now as much as as much as they possibly can. But this movie here, like this movie here, really suffers from bimboitis, like bimboitis all throughout this movie. No woman has any purpose in this movie. No woman has any purpose. They just did a stand there look pretty. Two women get their asses grabbed. <laughs> In like the first five minutes, <laughs> two women get their fucking asses grabbed in the first five minutes by one one like uh uh like ancillary character, you know like this he's like an ancillary character. You see him like a couple times, you know. But like he gets his ass grabbed. Gra- she gets her ass grabbed. Like two chicks get their ass grabbed. There's always this women in bikinis. There's like women in short skirts. Like I said, they're not doing anything with Eva Mendez. She's supposed to be a goddamn undercover. She's supposed to be an undercover agent, and not once the like she doesn't really pull. She doesn't really bust her gun a lot. She don't do a lot of shit. She just there to be pretty. Like, like I said, Devin Aoki also. She's supposed to be this like tough street racer. We don't really see that. You know, she's just there to be pretty. She walk. She just did a walk around in a bikini. And say awkward like sexual shit, you know that, that's what they, that's what she's there for. Like I said, movie suffers from uh, bimbo, a uh, real big case of bimboitis, and kind of di- kind of disappointed in John Singleton for that, for directing it, for directing them that way, you know. Kind of disappointed in him for that, but also kind of disappointed in the writers for that too, because you didn't give these women, you really didn't give these women anything to do, you know. Like I like I said, gotta praise them, gotta praise them now because they give the women a lot more shit to do. They 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 make them tough, they make them smart, you know. They make them independent. Some are villains, you know. <laughs> like there's some there's some villains that are uh, that are women in this franchise. So big up to them on that. I gotta give them credit for that at least. Uh, Ludacris is in this movie. Like I said, Ludacris plays Tedge Parker. He has a lot of fucking charisma uh in 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 this movie i have to say like the time ludicrous is not in this movie a lot but the time the times that we do see ludicrous he's 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 hilarious he's funny 
And like he has, he 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 just has charisma just oozing out of the screen, man. Like I see why his uh, acting career is uh, going pretty well, and why he's continuing to be in these movies because like he has the he has the charisma, he has he has what it takes. I would love to see him in other things, you know. Like I thought he was the best thing about Crash, but I'm not gonna talk about Crash. Oh, uh, you know, so, you know <laughs> not gonna talk about that movie, but. But I really want him to, I really wish he was like, he was in more like dramas and stuff like that. You know, cause like he, he does have range. I think he has range. Uh, let's talk about, uh, Cole Hauser, man. Cole Hauser is amazing as Carter Verone. Like Carter Verone. Oh my God. Carter Verone might be the best villain in the whole fast franchise. Like this dude is menacing as fuck. <laughs> he is menacing as shit. Like he's cold, he's calculated. Uh the things he the things he does to people. Like there's one scene, oh my god, it's tense as shit. But he also might be he also might be the most grounded villain that this franchise has ever had. Like cuz like a lot of fast villains are very cartoonish. You know, like they, they look like they stepped out of a fucking Saturday morning cartoon. And Carter is very much in the vein of like uh 90s action villains because like he like he's very like I said, very cold, very calculated. He tortures people. There's like a the, the, the rat scene. The rat scene, I looked at that again and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> that shit is fucking terrifying. You know. <laughs> It's like he's like he's like one of he's one of those villains that you can't wait to see get their comeuppance. That's who he is. I didn't get that with the um, I didn't get that with the with the with the villain from the first one. Uh, I've seen Tokyo Drift. I didn't see that. I don't even remember the villain from the fourth one or the fifth one. I know that Charlize Theron was the villain in the eighth one, and uh, Luke Evans was I think he was the the villain in the sixth one, and Jason Statham was seven. I think was he like the villain in the seventh one, uh, but didn't really like from what I saw of those movies because I've seen bits and pieces of those movies. Didn't really get a sense of danger or terror from any of those villains at all. But Carter Verone is the most like menacing, grounded villain that this franchise has ever had, and I wish they would bring him back. I really wish they would bring him back, but it's most likely they, they won't. Most likely they won't. Uh, speaking of grounded, this might be the most grounded of all the fast movies because people actually die and get hurt. You know, like nobody nobody's like jumping out of a, 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 a 12-story building through some glass and just getting up and saying, I'm all right. You know, <laughs> like nobody's nobody's like uh falling through like cement blocks and just getting up nobody's jumping out of exploding cars and just rolling on the ground and like like they don't got no scratches or scars or nothing like that like people actually get hurt here people actually die there's a couple of people that actually fucking die in this movie there's a couple of people that actually get hurt um the, the one is the big action scene the big action piece that happens here uh where uh Brian and Roman, where Brian is uh, speeding a car on a boat, like he he 
Like evil Knie evil Knievel's a car onto a boat. And him and him and Roman actually get hurt. Roman dislocates his shoulder even saying he's like i think i dislocated my shoulder uh brian looks like he has a concussion and they can't and they can't recover they can't recover carter verone has them like right there in their sights right there in his sights he's about to kill him you know and like they don't they don't they don't they don't do some big ass action scene where he's just like where brian's like i'm all right let's fight you know like no they just it just they're just like it looks like they might die <laughs> You know, like, it looks like they might die. It looks like they might get, they, they, they might, they might lose. Uh, this is the only time Eva Mendez comes, uh, comes in handy because she actually saves their ass. But like, that's it. But uh, like, she's the, she's the saving grace of them. But yeah, man, I love, I love, I love the fact that people, that consequences actually happen in this movie. I love that. But overall, man, I had fun with this movie. I had a load of fun with this movie. The action's pretty good. Uh, they didn't do anything to insult my intelligence. Like I said, Carter Verone is a hell of a villain. I like the weird... Oh, I don't want to say weird homoerotic chemistry, but Tyrese and Paul Walker do have chemistry. You know, the only thing, like, the only thing I said, the only thing that kind of disappointed me is how they treat the women in this movie. They're just there to look pretty. And like I said, big up to the Fast franchise for ending that shit, for deading that shit. But if I had to give it a score of rewatchability, I'd give it a three out of five. That's my score. Join me next week on Independence Day when I review the movie Independence Day. Check you guys later. Peace.